You know, I had planned to do this message later on this month, but given my last message in the the type of reception that it received, God said to me that many of us are in need of the elementary teachings of God again. God said to me that at this time, many of us, we should be teachers. Hope y'all hear me. But we are in need of the elementary teachings of God again. God said to me that many of us, we should be uh, eating whole food right now, but we are still drinking milk. He said to me, Leo, repent. Tell them repent because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent, meaning the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent, meaning uh, turn away from. The kingdom of heaven is at hand, meaning urgency, meaning that we're living in a time right now where we're about to see these things. Oh, all glory to God. Uh, you see the mark of the beast being put on the whole world. That should be an indication to you of where the world is going and what is starting to happen right now. That should be an indication to you of these last days. You hearing of wars, rumors of wars, seeing the famine, right you seeing all these things that's going on so it should be a clear indication to you uh, to repent because the kingdom of heaven is at hand so christ said in matthew 4 and 17 to repent because the kingdom of heaven is at hand explaining to those who follow him and really to the entire world that heaven was just right around the corner that judgment day would sneak up on us like a thief in the night romans 2 and 5 because of your stubbornness and your unrepented heart oh God, you got to hear this. You are storing up wrath against yourselves for the day of God's wrath when his righteous judgment will be revealed. God will repay each person according to what they have done. Wait, I thought I would just get to sin my whole life right? Because that's what they've been commenting. That's how they've been speaking. Like they just get to sin their whole lives and that they will not be repaid or that they will not be held accountable for what they have done. Y'all better hear this, right? I don't never have to follow any of God's laws. I can just go stand before Christ and he's my salvation and I'm good. But the scripture says that every person will be judged, listen to this, according to what they have done. Another version says that every person will be judged according to their deeds. Oh, God, this is good because of your stubborn heart mm -mm, and your unrepented heart. You are storing up wrath against yourself for on the day of God's wrath, oh, uh, when his righteous judgment shall be revealed. So because you refuse to repent because of your stubbornness on judgment day, you will receive God's wrath. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. But what is repentance? And how do I repent? You've heard repent your whole life. You've heard repentance your whole life. But what is repentance? This is going to be good. I've been a Christian my whole life. I've been to the black church. I told y'all about this. I've been to all, I mean, so many black churches. It's ridiculous. I've been to so many white churches. It's ridiculous. Non-denominational Baptist. I've been to a Presbyterian, right? I was baptized in, a, I think, a Presbyterian. I have been to so many churches my whole life. And when you go and they say, do you want to repent? What they have you do? You walk down the aisle, sincerely say in your heart that you want to accept Christ, and then you promise to stop sinning. You accept Jesus as what? Your Lord and Savior. And you say that I promise, look, look, and, and, and I'm never going to sin again. That's repentance for most of these churches. But what is sin? If I'm sincerely saying in my heart that I'm repenting of my sins, what is Sin. Oh, this is going to get good. Joe Osteen says every week, what does he say? Lord Jesus, 
Right, right. At, at the end of his sermon, what does he say? Right at the end, where he say, "You do you want to accept Christ?" He say, "Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. Make you my Lord and Savior." Right? And, and, and I mean, and it's so good. And you hear people. I've seen people commenting and people messaging to say, "Christ is my Lord and Savior," but they don't follow Christ to become a Christian. Or to be a Christian, all they want me to do is walk down the aisle. If you want to be a Christian today, come on down here and accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. All I got to do is walk. There's no guidelines. There's no outlines. There's no rules and regulations. In order to be an American citizen, I have to swear to uphold certain uh, guidelines and outlines. But in order to be a Christian, in order to follow God, in order to be a believer, to be a part of his family, to be a part of the kingdom, to be a citizen of the kingdom, I don't have no guidelines, no regulations, no rules. I feel like it's blasphemy to talk like that. Faith without work is dead. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is here. Repent for the kingdom of God is here. Repent for the kingdom of Yahweh is at hand. So the definition of repent is to turn from sin. Wow. There we go again. The definition of repent is to turn from sin. Why does everything lead us back to this? But what is sin, right? Mm -mm -mm. Listen to what this definition is. It's to turn from sin and dedicate yourself to the changing of your life. To feel or express, listen to this, sincere regret or remorse about one's wrongdoing or sin. Oh, so sin is a wrongdoing. Right? <laughs> uh, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I repent of my sins. Make you my Lord and Savior. But what is my sin? We know this, 1 John 3 and 4, whosoever committed sin also transgression the law. For sin is the transgression of the law, or sin is the breaking of the law. So when you say, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins, come into my heart, you're saying that I'm repenting from breaking your laws. So someone wrote that I am preaching legalism as if legalism is a bad thing. When you go and you tell people that I am a law-abiding citizen, is that a bad thing, right? If you're an American law-abiding citizen, is that a bad thing? No, it is not a bad thing, right? <laughs> not at all, right? Listen to what legalism means, excessive adherence to the law or formula. So when he says that I'm preaching legalism, he's saying that I am talking about us having an excessive adherence to God's laws commandments, statutes, and ways. I cannot believe that people consider this to be a bad thing. They would say, oh, the law is done away with. This doesn't make any sense. That's why I'm trying to explain to you that in order to be an American citizen, you have to follow the laws. When you go to go, go get a job, you have to sign. You have to sign at the, oh God, you have to sign that there's certain regulations, that there's certain uh, guidelines that you're going to follow. Then you are an employee of that uh, employer, of that job of that career but until you sign that paper that you're swearing to uphold these certain laws you're not an employee of that job i don't see how people don't see this but i'm starting to realize that these people are wicked see when i was in the army i was in the united states army infantry and i thank god for the experiences that he's given me over my life and i served with some of the most honorable men on the freaking planet but i'm gonna tell you this they were honorable we were honorable because we lived by a code by a set of rules and regulations and guidelines and principles that we followed and adhere to. Loyalty, duty, respect, selfless service, oh help me, honor and integrity, Luke 1 and 5, 
in the time of Herod the king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. And listen to this. And his wife, uh, Abijah, and his wife, Elizabeth, was also a descendant of Aaron. Mm. Both of them were righteous. You hear this? Were righteous in the sight of God. Listen to this. Why? Be uh, look, observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly, honorably. Mm -mm -mm. Honorably, him and his wife, Zachariah and Elizabeth, both served God. And um, God considered them righteous in his sight because they followed his laws blamelessly, honorably, <laughs> with integrity. That means that when nobody was looking, they was following God's law. See, these people called themselves followers of God with no honor, with no integrity, with no duty. Oh, y'all better hear me right now. Got Israel all in their name. Got, uh, then changed their name to Enoch. Then changed their name to Zachary. Zechariah and Jeremiah is blasphemy, but they're not upholding God's laws. I'm not talking about just uh, observing the Sabbath and just putting fringes on your clothes and that's it. I'm talking about observing all his law, being blameless in the sight of God. They got no honor. They got no integrity. The moment they hear a law of God, a decree of God, an ordinance of God that they don't agree with, they immediately turn away from Elohim. Can you believe this? These women are a disgrace. They're the most disgrace to me. Israel all in their name. And I read them Exodus 21 and 10 about the multiple wives. And they say, I'm not following that. That's a disgrace to Elohim. Oh, God, it's a disgrace to Yahweh. For you to sit here and have the nerve to say, I'm an Israelite, a follower of God's laws. And in the moment you hear something that you don't like, I ain't with that. No, I, I got to keep my pork. <laughs> the old laws done away with. I got to eat my pork. The old laws, the shrimp, I got to keep that. The old laws is done away with. These people are a disgrace. They're a disgrace. And see, that's why God called me. Because like I said, that army experience taught me honor. It taught me integrity. It taught me duty. It taught me a strict adherence to rules and regulations. Repent for the kingdom of God. Oh, is at hand. Mm -mm -mm. Which of us is righteous though? Which of us is righteous? Mm -mm -mm. The Bible says that he that keepeth the laws are righteous. Look at this. Psalms 119 and 172. My tongue shall speak of thy word. For all thy commandments are righteousness. No, I am not perfect. I am not preaching to you that I'm perfect. Remember, the Bible said, for the measure you judge, you shall be judged. I'm not judging you for not even being able to be perfect. Oh, we finna go somewhere right now. I'm not telling you that I ain't never sinned or that I'm not continually sinning. I'm gonna have sins tomorrow, the next day, a week from now, I'm still gonna sin. For The Bible says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. I am not condemning you for sinning. I am not for condemning you for not being able to stand up to God's laws, his perfect laws. No, I am condemning you, all of you, for having the nerve to say that his laws is done away with for you taking pieces of his laws and saying that I'll follow these, but I won't follow those for leading people astray, putting Israel in your name, Enoch, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Zechariah, oh, I need an Israelite name, I'm Jeremiah, I'm Jacob, putting these things in your name, right, and then leading people astray by not having a strict adherence to his laws. Oh, this is going to get good. 
right? This is going to get good, right? So let's take, for example, homosexuality. Where in the entire New Testament Bible is homosexuality? It's not in there. So if I couldn't be a homosexual, so if you're telling me to be a Christian, I can't be a homosexual. Because you say, oh, I don't have to follow the old laws. Well, that means all the gay people at the gay parade can come be Christians, and y'all should. As a matter of fact, if you go to the black church right now, ain't nothing but homosexuals in there. I'm preaching right now. This is going to get banned. This is going to get banned. Uh, beta males and uh, women and homosexuals. This is going to get banned. This is going to get banned. Okay? This is going to get banned, right? And I, look, I'm just telling the truth. That's all that's in the black church. That's all that's left in the black church right now. But then someone will say something crazy like, in the beginning, uh, God into us created Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. And they'll say that that's what God intended, saying that you cannot be a homosexual, right? But then God's first command to them was to be fruitful and multiply, told them to go multiply, right? How did they multiply? See, this is why we need the elementary teachers of God again. This is why that we, 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 we are still drinking milk and not whole food. We are still drinking milk and not whole food because to hear the truths of God it's like scratching on a chalkboard for you and you're crying and screaming. You know what I mean? You don't, um, you still playing with crayons and now to hear this truth, you can't understand it. That's why you're supposed to grow up in the faith, right? But listen here, when God, Adam and Eve, he told them to multiply. How did they multiply? How did they be fruitful and multiply? They committed incest. Do you hear me? They committed incest. Now today in the church, so if Adam and Eve committed incest, can I commit incest? No, you're going to say, oh, no, God just said that to them for that time being because they needed to populate the earth. So when did God tell them to stop committing incest? When did God say you can no longer do incest anymore? Oh, let me give it to you. Leviticus 18 and 8. Do not have sexual relations with your father's wife. Oh, okay. That would dishonor your father. Listen to this. Do not have sexual relations with your sister. <clears throat> Either your father's daughter or your mother's daughter, right? So like I got a sister, beautiful sister, who's my, only my father's daughter. I can't have sexual relations with her based on this scripture, right? Right? Uh, but some people could justify and say, well, she's just my dad, daughter. She ain't from my mom. You see people right now. I seen the video the other day. These two people, uh, 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 brother and sister getting, uh, uh, getting married and sleeping together because she say, oh, he, my father's my, uh, 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 kid. And then this person is my mama's kid. So we ain't, we ain't got both parents. I see people justifying that today. Mm, Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Whether she was born in the same home or elsewhere, do not have sexual relations. Listen, this with your sons or your daughter's daughter. This would dishonor, uh, dishonor you. Do not have sexual relations with your daughters, with the daughter of your father's wife. Uh, born to your father, she is your sister, right? So I'm trying to show y'all something that Christian logic is ridiculous. Christian logic that's saying that we don't have to follow the laws is ridiculous because if I do not have to follow the laws, then li literally I can go sleep with my sister. There is not one scripture in the New Testament that tells me I can't sleep with my sister. And then somebody will say, oh, the Bible in the New Testament preaches against sexual immorality. But sexual immorality, go Google it, is a social construct. It's based on whatever social, uh, whatever society you live in, this is sexually moral or that is sexually moral. As I've tried to mention to you guys in Iraq, people have multiple wives, right? In, 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 uh, in Afghanistan, in Nigeria, in different countries around the world, people have multiple wives. So it's not sexually immoral for them to have multiple wives. But in America, you would say that's sexual immorality, right? So um, 
How is and, and the same thing is in some countries and even some parts of America, people sleeping with their sisters and brothers. And you're gonna see that very legal very soon, right? So how is that sexually immoral when it's based on the society? See, y'all don't understand God. God's laws are what's sexually immoral, not your society, not what you decide to come up with. God's laws determine what our standard and what our principles and ideals are supposed to be. When you join his kingdom, you're supposed to follow his laws. Just like when I joined the United States Army, I had to follow its laws. That's why I had loyalty, honor, duty, respect, selfless service for what we were doing. For what we were doing, we didn't walk inside no Iraqi citizen's house and bust up his whole house and beat up his wife and rape his wife. Why? Because we had selfless service, honor, integrity, and duty. You understand what I'm saying? Not because anybody was there to stop us. Not because anybody was even there watching us. It's because our integrity allowed for us to treat them with the same respect that we would treat anybody else. See, you people don't have no integrity. You don't follow no laws. Nothing, nothing rules your life. Nothing guides you. And I'm trying to show you that God's laws are supposed to rule over your life. Listen, listen look at this. Look at this sexual immorality. Look at this. Uh, the book of Jubilees 4 and 11. And Cain took Awan, his sister, to be his wife. This is Cain, Adam and Eve's son. And she bore him Enoch at the close of the four of Jubilee. Listen to this. Uh, the book of Jubilee 4.14. And Seth took uh, uh, Azura, his sister, to be his wife. <laughs> and she bore Enos. <laughs> oh, well, oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. He began to call on the name of the Lord <laughs> on the earth. So, and look who Noah, look who Noah, Noah's dad took as his wife and married. And in the fifth Jubilee, the third week, Lamash took the daughter of his father's brother. So the daughter of his father's brother, one of his cousins, right? So God permitted incest? Did God permit incest? People keep writing the most ridiculous thing because they don't understand the word of God. And the truth is, I realize this. These people are evil. That's why they want the lost going away with because they are evil and they're wicked. And they want to rule in uh, their own lives based off their own principles and their own understanding. They don't want no guidelines. <laughs> Legalism. <laughs> what? That's... <laughs> What? That should be something you proud to uh, uphold the, uh, the legalism of God to be have a strict adherence to what God is telling you to do. I would rather live the rest of my life doing what God has told me to do than doing what America has told me to do or, or ruling my life based off of my own personal principles and ideals. So did God permit incest? No. He did not. He permitted incest at that time and then he created his laws, statutes, and commandments to uh, forbid incest. Oh, y'all don't hear me right now. Also, listen to this. Uh, listen to this. Leviticus eighteen twenty-two. Do not have sexual relations with a man, as one does with a woman. That is detestable or abomination. So, do not have sexual relations with a man, as one does with a woman. I saw a sign of this gay dude, and I'm probably gonna put it up. <clears throat> I saw a picture of this gay guy. He held up a sign, and he was hundred percent right in his sign. He said that the Bible also says that you cannot uh, shave your beard or get a haircut, shave your beard. He was trying to, that's what he was trying to say. He was saying, but you're telling me I can't be gay. And he's 100% right. He's 100% right. This is why the church has been taken over by homosexuals, because the truth be told, they don't have no laws, no rules, no understanding, no guidelines, no principles that they actually stand on. And the, and the guy holding the, uh, the sign who was gay is 100% right. The, 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 the Bible says that you have to keep a beard. 
So you're going to not keep a beard, but then tell me I can't be gay? Oh, so we're going to follow some of the laws of God, but not the other laws of God? There is nowhere in the New Testament where it says I can't be gay. So if all we're doing is starting at Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all the way up to Revelations, then I'm going to be gay. I know some fine dudes out there. <laughs> you see these fools? Right? Oh, my God. Repent for the kingdom of heaven. Is at hand. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I do not understand. I don't even get it. I don't even get it. So you must follow the laws of God. You must follow the laws of God. However, you cannot be justified by the law. As far as justified meaning in your salvation. Oh, this is going to get good. Actually, let, let, let's go into this. Let me give you an example. Let's go into this. So let's say from now to the end of the world, I follow all 613 of God's commands and decrees, right? There's 613 of, of, of God's laws, commands, and decrees, all found in the first books, five books of the Bible. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, all found in the first five books of the Bible. There, those are God's laws, commands, 613. Some people believe there's a little bit more, a little bit less, give or take, depending on how you read them. It's a little bit more, a little bit less, but around 613 that we must follow. Listen to me and listen to me good. Let's say from now to the end of the world, right now to the end of the world, I follow all 613. I never deviate 100%. On judgment day, I'm going to stand before God. And God is going to say this to me. For the wages of sin is death. And I'm going to say, I hear you, God. But I have not committed no sins. I've been blameless with your law. I, I followed your law 100% to the T. Listen to me and listen to me good so y'all can understand this. Hopefully we can get this with a really good understanding. And then God is going to say to me, what about my laws? that you broke before you came into the truth. Do you see? What about all the laws of mine that you broke before you knew that you were supposed to follow my laws, right? And he's also gonna say, yeah, you tried to follow it to the T, but what about the 613 laws, right? Because I've got 613, there's things you're gonna do that you're not even gonna know that's against my laws and my commandments and my under, because my ways are above your ways and my thoughts are above your thoughts, this is finna get good. This is finna get good. Leviticus 5, 17. If anyone sins, listen to this, and does what is forbidden in any of the Lord's commands, even though they do not know it. <clears throat> so God is going to say to me, some of the sins you committed, you committed sins against me and you didn't even know. Listen to what God said. They are guilty and will be held responsible. They are to, be, uh, to, uh, to bring to the priest... A guilt offering of a ram from a flock, one without defect in a proper value. In this way that the priest will make atonement for them for the wrong they have committed unintentionally. Oh, this is good. And they will be forgiven. It is a guilt offering. They have been guilty of wrongdoing against the Lord. So many people, let's say, for example, this is your first time hearing you have to follow God's laws, commandments, and statutes. That means you've been sinning. This whole, your whole life, unintentionally and unaware. God said, even those who sin unintentionally and unaware have been guilty of wrongdoing against the Lord. And they must bring an offering as atonement for their sins. I hope we getting somewhere and we going somewhere right now. For the wages of sins is death. Listen to this, Hebrews 9.22. In fact, the law requires that nearly everything be cleansed with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. There is no forgiveness of sins. So technically, 
I could go kill a ram and then that ram's blood being shed could forgive me of my sins, repent of my sins. I ain't off my point. I hope y'all hear. <laughs> I'm not off my point. I hope y'all hear. We, I, uh, listen, we going somewhere. This is so good, right? But listen to this, what the Bible says. For the wages of sin is death. I sinned. So on judgment day, I deserve death and should die and be thrown in the pit with Satan and the beast. But the gift of God is eternal life. Listen to this. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So there's a gift. The gift is free. The atonement for sins, you need a blood sacrifice. God gave you uh, specific animals and things of that nature that he wanted you to use to sacrifice for your sins, right? Look at this part right here, Hebrews 9 and 26. Otherwise, Christ would have to suffer many times since the creation of the world, but he has appeared once for all at the culmination of the ages to do away with sin, listen to this, by sacrifice of himself. Mm. Just as people are destined to die once and after that to face judgment. So you're going to die and face judgment. Oh, this is good. So Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many. Mm. Where are we going with this? Right? Didn't the scripture say that there could be no forgiveness of sins except that by the shedding of the blood? But listen to this part right here. Hebrews 9 and 13. The blood of goats and bulls and ashes of a heifer sprinkled on those who are ceremonially unclean sinned sanctify them that they are outwardly clean so that blood makes you outwardly clean how much more then will the blood of christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to god listen to this cleanse our conscience from the acts that lead to death so that we may serve the living god christ the only law that christ has done away with is the laws of sacrifice this is so good. We just read that in Hebrews 9. So Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many. Mm -mm -mm. So he was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many to whoever will believe in him by faith. Oh, this is good. So now that Christ has been sacrificed, we may serve the living God. How do you serve someone? How do you serve someone? Right? You follow their commands and their decrees. I, I was in politics on the multiple uh, administrations. I was involved in politics when whoever was president, whether Obama was president or whether Trump was president, you follow their commands or their decrees, their principles or their ideals. Whatever Obama ideals and principles were, you take on those ideals and principles because you serve them. Whatever Trump's ideals and principles were, you take on his ideals and principles because you serve him. Any job that you work at, whatever the ideals and the principles are for that job or that career, you must take them on because you serve them. So if you want to serve God, you must take on his ideals, his principles and his decrees. Right. He has given you a free gift of eternal life. You owe everything to him. Thank you, Yeshua. You owe everything to him. You were supposed to die, then face judgment. Uh, because of your sins, you were supposed to die again. Because of breaking God's laws, you were supposed to die again. Oh, this is good. But because of the free gift of God, His Son, Jesus Christ, Yeshua the Messiah, the Prince of Peace, Lord of Lords, because of the free gift of God, now you have the, the ability because of Christ's sacrifice for your sins to have eternal life. Mm-mm-mm. 
But there is no reason to have Christ as your savior, as your sacrifice, if there is no law. What do I need to have Christ as my savior and my sacrifice if there is no sin? When I stand before God, if there is no such thing as the law, there is no such thing as wrongdoing or sin. What, what is the guideline that he's going to judge me over? When you go, oh my God, I'm, I'm preaching. When you go to school, go to college, they give you a syllabus. They let you know what you're going to be judged on based on. This is the guideline of what you're going to be judged on. So the Bible says that when we get to the end, the books are going to be open and I'm going to be judged based on everything I have done. But there's no list what I'm supposed to hold myself up to to say this is what you're judging me for. God just going to arbitrarily judge you. Oh, y'all is so crazy. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. These are the last days. These are the last days. These are the end times, whether you know it or not. Whether you know it or not. That's why this message is so timely for us. These are the end times right here. And it is so clear watching the mark of the beast being placed on the whole world. Seeing the famines, right? <laughs> Hearing the famines. Hearing of wars and rumors of wars. Seeing the plague. I don't know if you know, but C-19 is a plague. Seeing plagues, right? Hearing of wars. You're hearing of war. Russia, we're going to go to Russia, Ukraine, and Iran, and Israel. You're hearing of them. You're hearing them every day. The kingdom of heaven is at hand and i want to know when the books are open when god opens the books is he gonna be pleased with you is he gonna be pleased with me mm -mm -mm. or are you gonna hear this word and still refuse to follow his decrees yes that means that we have to keep fringes on our clothes that's what it means yes that means that we cannot eat pork that's what it means Yes, that means that we have to observe the Sabbath day and the high holy days. Yes, it means that we have to honor our mother and our father. All 613 laws we must adhere to. Whatever laws we don't have the ability to adhere to, listen to this, we have God's grace. Oh, this is going to get good. This is finna get good. Let's say, for example, and I've used this analogy before. Let's say, for example, you live in a poor country or some, you know, some country that you can't afford to... to um, to buy anything but pork or that's all that's provided is pork let's say you a child and that's all that's provided your mama just only providing you pork you don't i mean you you can't decide what y'all about to eat right so that's when you have god's grace that's the guilt offering god was talking about things that you are unaware of or ha don't have the ability or no control over oh this is good this is good but if you can afford it and just like i told y'all before i'm standing at the barbecue shack in the line at the barbecue restaurant and all the black men, the two black men in front of me, both of them substitute their beef ribs for pork ribs. So if you can't afford it, right, then you are going to be condemned for that thing, right? That is a sin that you are committing. Oh, this is going to get good. That is a sin that you are committing. Hebrews 6, y'all got to hear this. Hebrews 6 and 4. It is impossible for those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift, who have shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the powers of the coming age and who have fallen away to be brought back to repentance. To their loss, they are crucifying the Son of God all over again, subjecting him to public disgrace. Oh, y'all got to get this. Y'all got to get this. So every time you sin, right? So <clears throat> yearly, the, 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 the people of Israel would bring a offering to the priests to atone for their sins. So let's say this year I sin and next year I sin. 
Is the goal of my life to sin every single year? To bring to 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 crucify Christ all over again after the sacrifice he made for me? Coming down from heaven to make himself Lord and the angels? <laughs> Putting himself in a disgraceful position, right? In a, in a, in a position of a peasant? All to give us a free gift of eternal life that we do not uh, deserve. So shouldn't I dedicate the rest of my life to this person? Because he paid a debt that I could never pay. So I should at least get up every day and try to follow his laws. Of course, I'm not going to be able to perfectly follow him. That's why he gave us grace. But I should at least try. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is so good. This is so good. I wasn't the perfect soldier. I, I deviated from uh, the regulations and the guidelines here and there. But I at least tried to be perfect. I at least tried to get a 300 on my PT test. Might have got a 250. Uh, 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 I ain't get no 250. Okay, you better go look, check my ERB. All right, about a 290. <laughs> Might have got a 290. But and didn't get a 300 because 300 was the max. But my point is, I was striving for perfection. Oh, that's a scripture on that, but I ain't got time to get into that. So the wages of sin is death. Mm -mm -mm. So you don't want to crucify Christ all over again, given what he's done for you. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So at least try to obey Christ. At least try. At least try to follow his commands and decrees perfectly. So earlier I explained righteousness and how following God's laws is thy righteousness. So if we break God's laws, we are no longer perfect. We are no longer righteous. We have sin, right? Look, look at this scripture real quick and I'm going to get out of here. Romans 3 and 22. This righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. So to everybody that believe in Christ, right, who have broken the laws of God in the past, they are now righteous because their sin has been forgiven because Christ is their sacrifice, right? Look at this, right? There is no difference between Jew and Gentile for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus, right? Look at this. God presented Christ as a sacrifice, listen to this, of atonement through the shedding of his blood to be received by faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So faith you can't see. You didn't see Christ's blood be shed. But you got faith that Christ's blood was shed for the atonement of your sins. So Christ fulfilled the laws of sacrifice. All the other laws you have to follow. But Christ is the, is the lamb, is the ram, is the bird. When he says, come bring a bird offering because you did this. Come bring a ram offering because you did this. Come bring this offering because you did this. Christ is that offering that you're bringing for the sins you committed. So when now when you stand before the Lord on judgment day, when you stand, and the books are open because they're going to be open. I don't know why people keep thinking that they're not going to be judged for what they have done. You're going to be judged for what you have. Matter of fact, God said, for every empty word you ever uh, speak out your mouth, you're going to be judged for. So you're going to be judged for what you have done, right? This is a fact. However, if Christ is your sacrifice, if Christ is um, what you have your faith in, 
then your sins will be forgiven based on him being your sacrifice. But I can promise y'all, and I'm going to say this openly because this is the absolute, uh, absolute fact. It, like, that's why the scripture said, at least he be crucified all over again. So he is basically saying that you're not going to be able to just sin. You can't hear this word and then just go sin freely. Otherwise, you're, Christing, you, you're subjecting Christ to a public display every single time you're sin. Where's your honor? Where's your integrity? Where's your uh, duty? Where's your loyalty to a person who did this for you? To not a, a, a God. <laughs> a God in the flesh. Right? Where's your adherence, tense? Your obedience to someone who gave you this ultimate gift. You don't get no reverence, no true worship for them. True worship is listening. Is obeying. Mm -mm -mm. Leviticus 17, 11, For the life of a creature is the blood, and I have given it to you to make atonement for yourselves on the altar. It is the blood that makes atonement for one's life or for one's soul. Why did Christ come die for the sins of the world? Why did Christ come shed his blood to make atonement for the sins of the world if the law is done away with? Oh, because the scripture in the law says that for the creature, the blood, and I have given it to you to make atonement for yourselves on the altar. It is the blood that makes atonement for one's soul. I hope we heard this. I hope y'all heard this. Because I hope y'all heard this. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's at hand. It is at hand. Let us pray. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, Prince of Peace. Lord of Lords, wonderful counselor. Oh, we thank you. Ah, you are glorious. You are marvelous. Mm -mm -mm. Ah, we can never repay. We can never repay the sacrifice you made. We can never repay the debt that you paid for us. And the truth is we are undeserving of your selfless offering. We only ask that by your spirit, you give us focus. Mm -mm -mm. And by your spirit, you give us obedience to live out the rest of our lives in honor of what you did for us. We love you and we honor you and we dedicate our lives, the rest of our lives, to following you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you for listening. If you would like to support, please go to leodunsonministries.com or go to ministries.leodunson.com and hit the subscribe button. And there you will receive exclusive content. You will receive early releases to most of my videos and my messages. I put there first, upload them there first. So if you want to watch them before everybody else watches them before they get to Facebook and YouTube, and then you get a lot of messages that I can't put on Facebook and YouTube based on the things that I say that I will get banned. But please help me support me by going to ministries.leodunson.com. May the Lord Elohim bless and keep you. Shalom.